No one likes to feel stuck, especially by your cloud. But the IBM cloud is the most open and secure public cloud for business. It can manage all your apps and data anywhere. Smart loves problems. IBM, let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash flexible. This is The Sporting Life on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Here's Jeremy Schaap. For the first 53 Super Bowls, there was one constant at the game. The presence of Jerry Eisenberg and Jerry Green, two legendary sports writers. They covered the first 53 Super Bowls. Jerry Green from Detroit was there this year for Super Bowl 54, but our friend Jerry Eisenberg, the longtime star columnist from the Newark Star-Ledger, declined to attend this year, breaking his streak. However, Jerry did predict accurately the final score and outcome of the game, 31-20, Chiefs, it is a pleasure as always to welcome to the sporting life the legendary Jerry Eisenberg. Jerry, well, it's always good to be here, Jeremy. Thank you, Jerry. How did you get it right? How did I get it right? Well, I'll tell you, there's a monkey in the uh, Las Vegas Zoo. I went down oh, there and it, how did I get it right? It a massive <laughs> stroke of luck. No, no, no. Luck is yes, the residue of design. If I, if I had made a bet on it. You know, it's a double bet. You bet one team and then the you know, scores. If I'd made that bet, I would have won $2,600. Well, it's a good thing you live in Las Vegas because you have, uh, you know, ample opportunity to wager legally on these things. Did you, did you go to a, a, a book and, and put money down? On this game, no. But yeah. I did pick, I told them, I told them the under and that was the under. I picked the score and that was luck. And I also, but I did, I was very convinced that, Mahomes was not going to throw for 300 yards against his team, and he didn't. So there were there were three prop bets. I didn't make them, but I, I was interested. I've never seen the Super Bowl on television. This is the, the first time. Experience. All these years. You know, the first one was played in 1967. You were at, yeah. as we said, all of them were speaking with the great Jerry Eisenberg. Why didn't you go this year, Jerry? Well, you know, uh, I always thought, when you, in terms of anatomy, I'll put it politely, something else went first. So I got good news and bad news. The good news was that was all right, but the bad news is my legs are not all right. And I'm, I'm sorry, can you repeat that, Jerry? I didn't. I, that, that kind of flew over my head. What oh, I'm did you sorry. Say? Well, well, I got good news and bad news. Uh, most of my body, the, the part that I was interested in, was in good shape, but okay. the legs went. Uh, my dad was a, was a professional baseball player. When Mel Ott retired, I was inconsolable. And he said to me, listen, kid, I know the legs go first. Mm. And that's what happened with me. And I was thinking ahead, not only to this, the Super Bowl, such a hassle to get in and get out of. And, you know, they um, uh, there's a, a lovely woman in there who really helps me with the wheelchair. I can walk, but I can't walk those distances. But then I thought, going around in the dark, looking for where the bus is parked and everything, that wasn't for me. And I was thinking ahead to the Derby where I've done 55. Every Derby, there's that yelling on the over the loudspeaker, horse loose, horse loose. And I can't run away from horses anymore. So it's inevitable. I'll go back. Uh, I'm writing for the paper. I wrote all week, by the way. And um, we got. I have a nice deal with them. And uh, they said, if you don't want to travel anymore, it's okay with us. We think you're important to us, so we'll leave you a picture in the paper. We're speaking with Jerry Eisenberg of the Newark Star-Ledger, the legendary columnist who's been doing it, oh, since the Eisenhower administration as a columnist. You know, Jerry, sometimes uh, young writers, I mean, this was uh, sometimes the story, would get columns when they were too young. 
and maybe they hadn't formed um, enough relationships. They hadn't had enough experiences to to be great columnists. You were born to be a columnist. You've been doing it for decades and decades and decades. Sixty nine years. But you haven't you haven't run out of things to say. Why haven't you run out of things to say? As so many because do. I had a loud mouth, and I was a snotty kid, and it carried over into my adulthood. No, I, I'll never run out of things to say. I, I, I as a matter of fact. I know, Jeremy, you saw this in the AP wire, that baseball is going to cut out 40 minor league teams. Right. And I'm going to start a three-part series on that, explaining what those teams mean to those people. Um, A number of years ago, I was in Kinston, North Carolina, um, and most of the stores on the Main Street were boarded up. They were really having a tough time. And when I drove on Main Street, there was a big oilcloth sign over the street, and it said, God bless our tobacco farmers and our Kinston Indians. And that means something to those people. Yeah. We're speaking with Jerry Eisenberg. Jerry, correct me if I'm wrong, you're 89? Yes, sir. I'll be 90 in September if I get if the odds are with me. It's, it's just great that you're still writing, you're still doing, um, more, you're still doing what you do so well, and... and what drives you to keep doing it? Because it's all I know to do. I don't play golf. Let me tell you something about golf. All these retired guys out here play golf. Right. When I was a young and writer, I went, yeah. I, went to, um, I went to the Roosevelt Hotel because the Cardinals were in town. They had an off day, and I didn't want to go to the ballpark the next night. So I said, I'll go in there. I'll find them sitting in the lobby. Nobody was in the lobby except Rogers Hornsby, the last man to hit 400 before Williams, and he was the batting coach. And I was so young, I said, Mr. Horn. That's, I, I'm afraid I have to correct you, Jerry. It was actually Bill Terry who was last man before Williams. Oh, there, yeah, I'm sorry. But he was right before Bill Terry. But he did hit 400, right? He hit, four, he hit over 400 for a five-season period, I believe, from 21 through 25. Remarkable. Yeah, another flash in the pan. Yes. And anyway, the thing I wanted to say was, I, I was a young guy, and I called him Mr. Hornsby. I said, where is everybody? And he said, I the kids are playing golf. And I said, well, how come you're not out there playing with him? He looked at me and said, listen, sonny boy, if Rogers Hornsby's going to hit a ball, someone else is going to damn well chase it. And that's <laughs> how I feel about golf. <laughs> that's great. We're speaking with Jerry Eisenberg, the legendary columnist, wrote so uh, well and so lovingly about the sport of baseball for so many years, boxing as well. And you've got a big fight coming up in your adopted hometown like of Las it. Vegas. I I, I like the fight. I'll tell you what, I don't particularly think these guys would be very much... Can I tell our audience who's fighting, Jerry? Would that be okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah that'll help. You go ahead. <laughs> it's, it's a rematch. It'll be you and me in a minute. <laughs> Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury. Uh, they had that remarkable fight 15 months ago uh, where Fury came up off the deck, seeming yeah, to yeah. rise Lazarus-like. Uh, you could argue that he really should have been given the fight since he won see, most of those rounds. That. I can't Oh, that he should have been given. Yeah, 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 I thought he was pretty good. Uh, I'll tell you what the deal is here. I, you know, as I wrote a, book, a boxing book called uh, um, uh, The Golden Age of Heavyweight Boxing, uh, One Sewer Giants. And, and we don't have any giants out there. But at least these guys aren't pygmies. And... The interesting thing about it is this: there's a guy six foot six, six foot seven. He knows how to box. I can't believe it. Yeah, his sure he can box. is great. He's got a good jab. He knows when to get in, when to get out. He is a boxer, a boxer. Period. The other guy has one arm, yep. and it's like uh, 
like Thor's thunderbolt. Slingshot or Thor, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's thunder and lightning. And the thing of it is... Wait, that was Johansson, I thought. You know, I mean, Johansson that's called right. show. He said he had thunder, <laughs> thunder in his right hand, he told right. me. After he sparred, he said, I'm not going to spar today. And I said, well, I haven't seen his result. I'll go spar. Gets his brother, brings him in the ring, hits him. His brother's girlfriend jumps on his back. They're rolling out of cameras. He says, we don't box no more. <laughs> so who's going to win this fight, Jerry? Well, um... I always like the boxer. You like uh, the boxer. But here's the thing, right? And Tyson Fury is a remarkable boxer, particularly at that size. But, I mean, Wilder's just got to land one of those right now. now. That's the whole, that's why it's a great fight. Wilder can make 12 major mistakes, right? And win the fight. It's a 12-round fight, right? Yep. The other guy cannot make one. Although last time he did get hit, and he still got up. I, you don't think that can happen twice. I, I, mean, I know. I, that was a, a hellacious punch. But again, I look at Wilder, and I'll tell you something. I, I'm sort of a purist a little bit. Uh, the only guy who convinced me that outside, you know, non-traditional boxers can really win was Ali. Because he fought backing up. But in this particular case... While this footwork is not good, it's a little bit improved, but it really is not good at all. He's clumsy in the ring. Uh, he's got another. He, he's a, basically a one-handed fighter, although he's working on the other arm. But uh, the right arm, I mean, the hand, if he hits you and it comes from an awkward angle, you're gone. And and so I, that's why it's a good fight. You got a lot of drama. I didn't check the board yet. I was tied up at the Super Bowl, but I'm thinking about the bookmakers here. This fight's going to get a lot of action. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And there are going to be a lot of people coming over from uh, Great Britain to see it. Jerry Eisenberg, it is always a pleasure having you here on The Sporting Life. Congratulations on your predictive powers, which were on full display in the last couple of weeks. 31-20 Chiefs, that was his prediction. And it was really more of a prophecy, Jerry. Well, I just got to sneak this in. At 89, somebody just bought my first novel. Is that true? Absolutely. No, I'm making it up. Of course it's I true. I don't know. You know, sometimes, Jerry, you th- say things, you know. Oh, yes, I do. I'm outrageous. <laughs> Nevertheless, I love the book based on the Newark riots, black-white love affair. And I love the book because I lived it. Uh, and a lot of people That in the sounds book, like Philip Roth territory. You're, 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 no, no, you're no, infringing. No, no, no. He, he was in mine. So <laughs> I let's keep in perspective. Like, I, I knew like you'd people say, do you know Mohammed? I said, no, Mohammed knows me. <laughs> he certainly did. Jerry, thanks so much for being with us. Oh, thanks. It's always a pleasure, Jeremy, anytime. I'm Jeremy Schapp, and you can listen to new editions of The Sporting Life every Saturday and Sunday morning on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, beginning at 6 a.m. Eastern time.